0: This evening, uh, Nick, we got Gerald, Chris, and Corey. Uh, Sam's actually out due to some uh, issues with her internet this evening, so it's just gonna be us. Awesome. Another on. beautiful day
1: in paradise, but um, you guys, we're not gonna do any more studio uh, uh, recording because the fact is, uh, I might get sick from you guys, uh, so I don't want to get near you guys. Wait a 2nd I'm sorry. I just saw the movie Contagion, so uh, it's getting me. <laughs> so uh, I apologize for that. I mean, you watch that movie, you know, somebody coughs, that's and you like freak out. So, yes. but it is a beautiful day in paradise. Did you do the introduction on uh, our newest member?
0: Oh no, I don't think I have.
1: Um,
2: Bum,
0: <laughs> well, Corey, introduce yourself.
2: I need a drum roll? No? Hi, uh I'm. I'm Corey. <laughs> No, I don't have a, a word, is, Sorry. Let's not, let our people know what they're, what they're expecting from you.
1: Well, that's okay, Chris. Remember, Chris's first words to the uh, podcasting world out there was, "What
3: up, world?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm i I'm, I'm a man of a, quite a few fewer words than Chris. So
0: <laughs> eventually, uh, we'll get to the. Uh, we'll get to the studio display setting to where I'll have tidbits from all of our other episodes and be able to play flashbacks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scary. But if we, uh, Corey, we're we glad to have you as part of the team and uh, we appreciate that uh, anything you can provide for, for listeners out there and also our readers out there uh, that come and visit our site on a daily and regular basis. So we're just glad and happy that, that you wanted to be a part of this. And uh, I think I will hush now because I think Nick's going to, gets
3: you know mad at me so well, well i'm glad to be here so thank you guys for having me
0: well the uh tokyo game show nick. coverage we should uh we should be there but unfortunately we're not um we're just going to cover well, a little uh, bit can about
1: actually wait nick 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 can i ask you something sure. um if we were actually in tokyo would we actually be spending any time at the tokyo game
2: show uh, probably not. I don't think would probably be singing karaoke left and right. Uh, he would be uh, drinking a lot of sake. Yes, he would. Yeah,
0: yeah sake is so not
2: Karaoke so bar, Probably hitting on some babes, but that's just another thing.
0: We'd probably be spending less time actually reviewing games and more, and more time yeah. probably talking to women. So.
2: Would you be
1: wearing the bear hat?
0: I would be wearing the bear hat. Yes, yeah, definitely there. Yeah. Uh, that's Entractive gonna be like a, a game source inside. This gonna be like a game source inside
2: joke, man. Yeah.
1: Bad in the shopping cart. <laughs> that in the shopping cart
0: thing. Hopefully, I never have to experience a shopping cart thing.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully you do. But no, that's. I'm just kidding. That was kind of mean. <laughs> so.
0: All right. So Tokyo so, so Game Show uh... the, the big question about the uh, Tokyo Game Show. I, you know. Is it really? Uh, what's the relevance of it anymore?
1: Well, I think the relevance uh, when you're when you're talking about that, um, comparing to E3, talking about PAX, uh, both East and West, you're talking about Gamescom. Um, I think it's just you know a sign that that you know the Japanese uh, developers and publishers uh, are are having issues trying to keep their games relevant in the we're well, not just the Western marketplace, but the entire world marketplace when it comes to video games, because there's so many great developers and publishers that are now all around the world that are making better games, for the most part, than they are at this point in time. Do you agree, Corey?
3: I, I honestly do. Like I see a lot of the really big games coming from either the U.S., Canada, or European countries, rather than um, rather than Japan or like any of the Asian countries, Chris. Well,
2: honestly, I think uh, that no matter where the game comes from, it just kind of depends on your style of liking. I know with a lot of places that uh, uh that make games, they usually make them of the same genre. Uh, I mean, you've never really seen a, a a a Sony company make a very good first-person shooter. Uh, like Activision or Infinity Ward, Epic, anything like that. Well, not so much Epic. Uh, But it's mainly just where you're from or where the developers are from that are making those types of games. Uh, If you're into the games that more or less the Oriental companies are making, uh, Japan, for instance, I mean, they're making a lot of adventure games or more uh, storyline games. But, uh, I mean, to have their own kind of a conference for it uh if they're gonna do it why why shouldn't other companies do it that's it well, just seems like there should be more
1: well the Tokyo game show goes back many years almost as you know back, back to the you know e three because when you know it came they were the standard to, you know Japanese games were the standard for video game uh, you know making creating what have you for for, for many years I mean the, you know, Nintendo, Sony, uh, and, you know, the the developers that work for these companies. Sega. uh, Yeah, Sega, you know, it was just, it was, it had to be something that that they were prioritizing over the U.S. or or Europe was, you know, how is it going to affect sales in their own country? How is this game going to be received in their own country? But um, as Western uh, developers, grew and uh, uh the tastes of the average video gamer uh changed, um it seems like the Japanese gamers uh game developers were not a- able to adapt with them and right now they are at a severe disadvantage. So I see the Tokyo Game Show as something that that will gain less uh will have less and less importance in the world of video gaming as time goes on.
3: Definitely, yeah. I would, I would also note, too, that the, um, that back in the day, like, early 90s, early 2000s, that the Japan uh, developers, like, actually was very innovative. They had a lot of, like, the best graphics coming out on any of the systems, even starting with, like, Super Nintendo back in the day. And, like, nowadays, you're, you're getting better graphics. You're getting more innovations from Western companies.
0: I don't know. You know, I have to. Uh, I have to disagree. I I think any conference that you have, you know, gaming related to the industry, um, you know, indicating some kind of affiliation, um, you know, regardless of whether it's it's Westernized gaming or European gaming, I, I think these companies um, as a whole are becoming much more advanced. The competition is certainly. Um, you know, escalated to a completely different level. So, you know, I, I think anytime you're going to have a conference, especially gaming-related, similar to E3, like the Tokyo Game Show, you know, I, I think it is going to be a very relevant uh, conference-type show. You're certainly the the large-margin people that look forward to these particular things isn't going to decrease. Um, matter of fact, you know, if they were to increase the number of of developer conferences they had. I'm sure just as many people who you find going to E3 and and TGS and the Game Developers Conference and things of that nature would still, you know, remain, you know, level. So, I don't know. I mean, the Tokyo Game Show did release a lot of very relevant industry-related news. I I think it's certainly a a, a very relevant uh, conference that should remain in place. Uh, E3 obviously offers, uh, sorry, E3 obviously offers a very extensive um, pool of information for, you know, for everyone. So, I mean, uh, why not? I mean, keep it going. It's not like it's going to kill anybody, you know?
1: You just want the free trip to Japan?
0: I would love the free trip to Japan.
1: (laughs) As would I, sir. I I think we all would.
0: Yeah, I I could crash in Tokyo for a while.
1: I could believe that. (laughs) Could we get you out? But the thing is, could we get you out of uh, the country before you landed in jail? That would be the problem.
2: <laughs> it's going to be like the Hangover, and
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, the Hangover
2: We're gonna Tokyo lose ex-
0: edition. <laughs> no, but I mean, you have to you have to admit. I mean, yeah, you do have a lot of westernized gaming developers who have localized in America, and you know, they're the extent at which you know, they're creating games graphically and, you know, things of that nature. I, I mean, it's it's really up to par. I mean, it really used to, you know, like you were saying, it was really central, centralized, you know, in Japan. I mean, you have a lot of these major j- developers working on these top-level top games and things of that nature, and, you know, now it's kind of, the weight shifted a little bit over to the West, so now you have them kind of competing back and forth, but... Nonetheless, I think both of them are doing an outstanding job with, you know, overall in the development of games. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, just my opinion.
1: Well, that's what we're here for, to hear your opinion.
0: Yeah. So, anybody else have anything to add on that? No? No. <laughs> Alright, Well, what about dead silence? What what, what about what about Gears? I know Gears of War has been getting some pretty uh, outstanding reviews. What do you, uh, you know, do you think sale-wise it's gonna do?
2: Outstanding reward or uh, reviews is like the least, uh, least way to put it. Uh, You look at other places like Metacritic, who gives the harshest credit. Sorry about that the harshest uh, reviews for anything and it's got a 91 uh, rating on there, well, not Metacritic, one bad review. Well
1: Metacritic is not a, a review, does not give a review, it's just a collection of all the different reviews
2: via uh, various sites. It is, but what they do is they always choose the hardest ones, the hard, or the most the most compelling ones, the ones that really tell the truth about a game. Uh, whether it's a really bad game, really good game, Uh, But right now, that's the highest game uh, that's in the market. Uh, But uh, other than Metacritic, I mean, just as a game, uh, it seems to be hitting everyone and telling uh, telling everyone that it's going to be a good game. Probably better than the first two. And I hope it's better than the first two.
1: Well, Metacritic uh, scores for this year, uh, I believe Portal 2 is still ranked higher. And I think... Dead Space 2, I think, also as well. Uh, I know LA Noir, which, which is t- still at this point in time the highest sales uh game at this point in time, uh, is not.
0: Hello? <laughs> Sorry.
2: Uh, well, Can I to prove me wrong, Dead Space is not number one anymore. It's only got a 90. Okay, so it's, uh, it, it's dropped down to this slightly, but.
1: But well, no, then that's a, that's the case. And, uh, Fort, well, you have proven me wrong by a point or so. And,
2: and Portal 2, you are correct, is beating on all consoles. Uh, and honestly, yeah, that that probably did deserve such a good rating.
1: But, uh, and a uh, Gears 2, I mean, I mean, Gears 3 is just, you know, it is, looks to be a really, really outstanding game, a great way to close the series. Um, I do uh, see concern when I see uh, uh, establishments like um, Official Xbox Magazine give it a 10 out of 10. I kind of say, okay, is that really a perfect game?
0: Yeah. Is it
1: really? That that gives me some pause for concern, but I can't wait to play it. I think it's going to be great. I think I'm going to have a fun time uh, playing, whether it's either co-op or the multiplayer I think, it, I, like I said, I have my eyes wide open, and I'm just ready to enjoy the Gears experience. How about you, Corey?
3: I am very, very excited for it. I've been waiting for it ever since Gears 2 released, and I beat it the next day. I've been waiting for a third, so I'm very excited to play it. Um, I played the beta itself, and which does me even more hyped up for it, so I'm, very, I'm counting down the hours now.
1: Well, um, oh, yeah. I, I know they use the beta very extensively for, for, for resolving uh, certain issues and balance uh, concerns. I know when we had our podcast, Chris, uh, to recap the beta, uh, I know Sam and I had, had really had issues when it came to the shotgun. Uh, and I've heard uh, and read uh, some reviews already that have um, said that the uh, shotgun has, has been toned down a little bit. So I find that encouraging as well.
2: Well, the reason why is because, oh, the reason why you guys found it so troubling is because you weren't good with it. Once you got good with it, it was easy, and it was extremely good, extremely good. And then that's how I ended up with over twelve hundred kills with that weapon alone. And but uh, aside from that, it's they did need to change up a little bit of bugs in there. But um, the actual concept of the game and only just playing those four maps, those three different game types, uh, and it was that good of a game. Uh, they're just going to add more and more to it, and that's that's just going to make the game that much better. And uh, with that new uh, season pass that they're adding to it, it's just going to keep it even better for those people that want to get those maps before those maps and those extra contents before they're actually out.
3: Even too, like the the beta didn't just do like the, the uh, weapons as well, but they also did changes to the maps that they did, like for. Oh, yeah. Thrasher Ball and, uh, and the Trenches, they like yeah. added new parts because there's like spawn killing happening in the map. And so they oh, okay. actually changed around the maps and added new sections to it and everything.
2: Yeah. That's going to be a real big thing because I hated spawning, especially in Thrasher Ball in one of the courts or one of the hit rest areas and then turn around and there happens to be two guys sitting right there with a shotgun. So... But it's all gonna be better. I know it. The world knows it. Mm -hmm. Just have to wait another 12 hours or 24 hours.
0: We'll see. What do you guys guys project sales are gonna be the first day? Uh, I guess guess the first week would probably be more accurate. uh, Well, dollar wise
1: or number unit wise? Uh, I see two million. Yeah. Sales in the no. first seven, seven to ten days. Millions. Millions. I, I, uh, as I was saying, two million sales within the first seven to ten days.
0: Yeah, I can feel that. Maybe,
1: t- maybe two,
2: five. <laughs> yeah, in, in one, one city alone. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, the game, I, I'm still predicting a little bit more than what you guys are saying. I'm saying about just under three million. I was thinking like 2.8.
0: No,
1: nah, two point. Yeah, I, I, think two, I, thinking, I think two five would
0: be pushing it. Corey, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote around
3: the uh, the two point five. I would say about two point five or a little bit higher. Like from what I've seen as far as pre sale amounts, how much attention it's getting, it's it's gonna sell a lot of copies.
2: And considering those four different versions. You have your regular, your limited Epic, and then the console, which comes with the game as well, when you combine them, all of those. It's like, do you really uh, I'm four? pretty sure uh, when you're Epic and you're Microsoft, yes.
0: Give me a break. Microsoft, get off your high horse. How is that different, though, from
1: Call of Duty or Uncharted? <laughs> no, or, you not. know whoever? They,
0: they don't need to make like four different versions of it. There's like a one that comes with a bunch of crap that you're just going to sit and collect dust. And then there's the version for the people who just want the game. And that's it because they're on a budget and buying that game will determine whether or not they feed their family next week. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's like, do you really need four different? Wow. You get a, you know, it's like, if you're going to do like an Epic, it, the thing better come with like a freaking chainsaw or something in it i mean at least make it like noteworthy like call of duty king with some night vision goggles you know <laughs> you know i mean you know it's like weigh the way the importance of the hundred dollar value <laughs> and that's added on to the original price of the game you know i, I don't know that's just four different versions of a game is just that's over way overkill
2: I think oh, uh, Call of Duty has overkilled it with having, like, three or four different versions of a game for the past, like, three games, coming out one every year. I agree. <laughs> uh, exactly. and, and honestly, those those Night Vision goggles, they were more collector's items. No one really used them too much because uh, yeah. they would keep them and resell them on eBay or well, something. I mean, that, and the same goes, with that RC card.
0: That goes with 98% of the junk that comes with these games. It's just collectors, Oh yeah. you know. Although and that and light people up who fall are huge out,
2: fans, will buy
0: That light-up Fallout 3 sign, though, I would totally hang that up in my living room.
1: <laughs> I believe it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you better believe it. You know I would.
1: Yes, I know you would. Um, are you still getting the Lancer?
2: Oh, me? Yes.
0: Uh, you know,
2: because of bu- budget reasons, i don't think i am i did not pre-order it and that was the only way to actually get it and i'm pretty sure they don't have the pre-order available anymore so i i'm just not going to get it as much as i've watched 10 different videos of it from a uh, cliffy b opening it uh to ice T, it looked amazing but I, i'd rather save my hundred dollars and and uh and keep keep on just uh using that for stuff I might need to feed good my man. family or something.
0: Good man, Chris, good man.
2: <laughs> you, you have no idea how much that killed me to actually not want that,
0: though. Take his word for it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, sorry. Big? Um, so we're going to go ahead and go to a quick recess, and we will be back with you guys in a couple minutes. Uh, go over a couple reviews And then get to our round table of doom Gerald will put in our dramatic music Round letter. table of doom <laughs> Yeah uh, NHL 2012 <laughs> I cannot believe we put this on the review doc <laughs> Sorry uh, I'm not with reviewing you it sports so. games? <laughs> who's, who's got what that is it
1: with you at sports games
2: you got, some like, some beef with all these sports games. I hate sports games.
1: Not everybody does. That's why they still sell them. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I know. They're not selling them to me, and I hate them. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's my satisfaction. Well,
1: well then, uh, what else? Um, NHL 12, uh, presentation-wise, I think it's the best game EA has as far as the EA Sports uh Side of it, um, I think uh, the presentation is far superior than what you know they have as far as Madden, NCAA football, and definitely whatever basketball product they decide to put out if they ever decide to put out again. Um, I just think uh, the the way the the puck flows, the way it drifts off your your stick as you're uh, trying to keep control of it, uh, it's more realistic than ever. Uh, I give that one an 8.5. Um, I give... uh next one, I think, was uh, The Gunstringer.
3: Yeah,
1: Gunstringer. Uh, yep, and now the story behind this one was that it was originally going to be just an XBLA title, uh, and the Microsoft execs liked it so, so much when it was in development. They were approached uh, to uh, make uh, it a full-fledged retail game, and uh, I think they succeeded... Uh, it's, it's really an interesting concept as far as the shooting gallery end of it is concerned. Uh, I know Nick had issues with Fable uh, when they talked about Fable Connect and Star Wars Connect, about it, it just uh, cutting down into a uh, a shooting gallery type deal. But you know what? This serves the, the uh, Gun Stringer very well. Um, I liked it as far as the flow is concerned, and I gave that one an 8. Uh, last but not least is Rise of Nightmares, the horror-themed uh Kinect game that came out recently. Um, I, I like the fact that it was something totally different than what Connect has ever had to offer um, as far as the execution and the graphics. Uh, te- a lot of te- bad texture chair, uh, screen tearing and texture pop-ins um, no as far as things. the story is concerned. <laughs> well, it just looked like something that was a great idea on paper, uh, but it wasn't quite very well executed and the polish on the game uh still need a lot of polish. Uh I gave that one a 5. Um I th- and like I said it, it really had some promise but it just unfortunately did not have uh the time I think in development to uh reach its full potential. So uh that's it for this week is
3: for
1: uh, reviews. Uh, although, Chris, uh, I did know you did say that you got a chance to play with the Gunstring. I just want to hear your thoughts before we uh,
2: move on uh, to a break. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like as far as the game went, it was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, for... It was only, what, 40 bucks on the shelf, and that's, it's, correct. that's actually a pretty cheap Connect game. And, especially and, for it, a it comes,
1: and it's a great deal because it also comes with uh, Fruit Connect Ninja. Uh, oh, yeah, the
2: ninja connect which is also pretty uh pretty addicting fun um but i mean obviously it's not hardcore gamer status or anything like that but as long as as far as a uh connect title uh definitely worth the money and especially the two-player mode is really fun as well if you've ever tried it out basically one person could control the uh the guy while the other person shoots uh kind of gets you more into it and it's a little bit easier to actually beat the game but um Aside from that, like the whole game itself was pretty fun. Rise of Nightmares is—I've seen it, but I haven't actually gotten in. I haven't actually played it yet, so I can't really give you a good, uh, honest review on that. But I really do want to play it, but I know I'm not going to because uh, tomorrow I won't be playing anything.
0: If it looks anything like Fable, I feel bad
1: (laughs) for it. Well, I just think when it comes down to a title that's not as well funded. Or as well budgeted as some other AAA titles, uh, you're going to have issues that it has, and unfortunately comes across the final as a final product um, as something that that should have uh, been more in development.
0: I agree. Yeah. I can agree with that. Well, um, if nobody had anything else to add, we are going to motion for a, another quick break, and when we get
1: back, um, I, I second the motion.
0: Second motion. <laughs> Do we have a third motion? No. Okay. Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll, oh, third third I'll third it. Okay, <laughs> so, third But yeah, we will. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you uh, right back here in just a uh, quick second. All
1: right. Round table of doom coming up next. Yeah, no, round table of doom.
3: The round table of doom.
0: Table of Doom.
1: Doom. It's it's back and it's doomier than ever. (laughs) Doomier?
0: Well, obviously, as you folks. All all I can think of at the time. Sony and Nintendo announced new disappointing details for their systems. Wow, big surprise there, right, guys? Woohoo! Um, Probably the most disappointing, which I already knew their system was going to take a crap anyway, but. Uh, the the Vita, three hour battery life. Come on, guys. Seriously, for a gaming system, especially a portable gaming system.
2: Oh yeah, because I play it for three hours and then I want to charge it for another three hours just so I can play.
0: No, you have to. You no, know, you play for three hours and you charge it for six. <laughs> well, you know,
1: I, I, I want to make a sure correction here. It can go. Beyond three hours, if you start turning all the auxiliary features (laughs) of it off, like the Bluetooth, the speakers, uh, as far as the screen display, yeah, uh, GPS,
0: Wi-Fi,
2: yeah, the whole nine yards. So
1: everything
0: that makes a phone.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So probably max probably
2: sounds like a maximum battery life of four hours. Yes. So (laughs) it's. But I
1: think it's very disappointing. And then, uh, what else do they uh, have on top of that, Nick? The, uh, pr- pr- uh, play tell play them play more it. bad news. The
0: proprietary memory.
1: Uh, yes, it's proprietary memory, that's only be going to be exclusive to the Vita, and not it's not even like the Memory Pro Duo, which you know you could use on several different Sony components. Um, it's just exclusively for the Vita. Um, and I believe the prices range from a four gig at twenty nine, all the way up uh, beyond one hundred dollars for a, a thirty two gig. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. That's a uh, that's a. Uh, I'm gonna all I'm gonna say that's a bummer, because you know my, my hopes were so high, and I had seen before on a previous podcast that Chris and I went to go when we went to E three, we saw the Vita firsthand, and it looked so beautiful, it looked so, and it looked so nice it feels good in your hands the controls are sweet but uh you know what uh we were all excited at the vita being as low as 250 um unfortunately with all the add-ons you're talking now about four or five hundred dollars and to me that's just uh it's not worth it it sucked the it, it sucked the life right out of the room for me when i heard that was happening so and and uh cory made mention of an extended battery that's available as an external um, which, you know, will make it uh, not available to be put in your pocket from what I, you know, would gather. Is that correct?
3: Uh, they didn't really give too much information on it. it uh, they just said like uh, there's one available.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it gets to the point where I, I know what the, Nick says, is going to say about the, the Nintendo 3DS and the attachment that we had mentioned on last week's podcast. Yeah. Um, regarding the docking station and the additional controller, um, it gets to the point where these handhelds have so many external peripherals that they're not going to be handhelds or that you can put them in their pocket and go. And if that's the case, then, then why even buy these uh, handhelds?
0: Yeah, you really... I mean, handhelds have come a long way. I mean, I remember back playing my uh, my handheld Sega. I mean, the thing was like the size of a brick. And it weighed it was it weighed about as much of a brick as a brick. But, you know, they really you know, you had things come out from uh, you know, Nintendo, the, the earlier Game Boy Advances, the Game Boy S P, you had this whole evolutionary chain that kind of revolutionized the, you know, handheld system, you know, or and you know, you went from these small from these actually originally being these large, honking pieces of technology, you need like a briefcase to carry it around to being able to stick, you know, your Nintendo uh, you, know, you know, Nintendo handheld in your pocket and carry it around. But now, you know, you're right. You're introducing all these extra peripherals instead of just making the system small and convenient. I mean, the PSP Go. I mean... That, that was a good foundation they had. I mean, it was small enough to just stick in your pocket and, and go. I mean, that's what I, I thought the go in PSP Go meant. Um, that, and plus it has, you know, flash memory um, compared to the, um, you know, you actually had to download games onto it. But that's another discussion for another time. But, you know, again, it you know, impacting the next question we have the three D S uh thumbstick, you know, docking attachment. It's making it way too big. Going back to what Gerald said, now you have all this extra crap you have to buy, you know, to add on to it. Plus you need to buy a bag so you can carry all of it now. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I just waste of money.
1: Well, well, well with the three uh, D S as well, I mean mm-hmm. people are, are buying it now because the price change uh, but I still think with these extra attachments that I, I see people holding off from buying it because I think sometime next year they're going to make a new iteration with it already included.
0: I think they just need to slap like a solar panel on the back of the PS Vita so it can like charge as you go.
1: <laughs> what if you're in a subway?
0: Oh, I guess you ain't playing the PS Vita. <laughs>
1: Now yeah, you're supposed to be nice at least on Corey's first initial podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> It, I, I, I told you I told you it was going to bomb Sales wise well, I bet but, you anything is going to be terrible
1: Well it's just disappointing because there's just so many extra peripherals needed in order to operate uh, the that a, at a high potential and Um, to me, that's not worth the money that that people are willing to invest in at this point in time.
0: Uh, I I concur with that. Um, Actually, attaching this other question onto that one, what's everybody's last forecast on who's going to win the console war this holiday season? And this is applied to handhelds and platform, but we're going more towards company here. So what company do you think producing their set of consoles and handheld systems, do you think is going to come out um, in the green and actually is going to come out probably number one for the holiday season?
3: Corey? Um, I would probably say that it's going to end up being Microsoft because they're... With all the uh, the exclusives that are coming out, they have a lot of like the, the limited editions of the consoles that are coming out. That's I see them doing well already, and they're just going to keep doing better. With Sony, well, start off with Nintendo. With Nintendo, it feels like they're kind of grasping at stuff, and especially with this new attachment with, for the 3DS, it, it, I feel sales are just going to go down and down for them uh with the sony i feel like with the uh, new handheld that's coming out the vita that it's just like if it if it's not as good as what it did with the the go the go was a fail to begin with and if this one continues the way that it's going and how it seems to be going then i don't think they're going to do very well
0: i i think sony had a real strenuous year as a it- with the whole incident happening, um, I think that's already severely impacted their sales for the remaining quarters of the uh, of the year. I have to I have to agree. I think Microsoft is probably going to come in as number one between the AAA titles and the exclusives that they have, despite the horrific Kinect games they have coming out. I think the AAA titles are probably going to outweigh the, the bad, so I'm going to have to put my vote with Microsoft. I think Microsoft's going to come up. Um, I think I, if I had to say in second place, Nintendo, Sony's probably going to fall in last place, not only because of the incident, but just because the Vita is really going to hurt their overall sales, plus I don't really see any kind of significant titles that's going to boost them above Microsoft. About you, uh,
2: Chris. Well, I'm—I mean, not just because I am uh, a Microsoft fan, but uh, mainly Microsoft does seem to be having the easier going time right now, uh, which is kind of weird because usually it's the Nintendo that's having the easy time. Uh, I guess it's just because they don't have much coming out other than Zelda to look forward to, and a couple 3DS titles that might be uh, sufficient, but yeah, Nintendo's not looking too um, too promising for this holiday season. Uh, Xbox, with all these other games that are coming out, mainly uh, Gears of War, Forza, um, and then of course everyone uh, plays Call of Duty and all those online games on Xbox more. Uh, I think it's just going to hit it off as an Xbox winning year. Uh, and Sony, yeah, Sony is <laughs> they're not going to be doing too much. We'll just leave it at that.
1: Gerald? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what right now. It's just it's shaping up to be a uh, great holiday season. Um, you know what? I'm kind of wavering at the point. I was solid behind Sony with all the first-party titles that were coming out by them. Um, but, you know, the way uh, things are looking right now uh, with Gears... Uh, Coming up in a couple days or actually within 24 hours, excuse me Um, And you've got Call of Duty You've got so many other titles that are coming out Skyrim that are coming out for all the systems But the 360 seems to be the offer most choices uh, For advertising here in North America seems to be the way to go to uh, Over uh, the PlayStation and the Wii So I think... uh, uh, I think am wavering, but I'm still, at this point, tenuously siding still with, uh, Sony at this point in time. Nick?
0: Yeah, um, uh, uh, like I said before, I'm gonna have to, uh, with, uh, Microsoft. So, um, we are gonna go to, uh, the last break of the evening, and when we get back, we'll just sum up with some closing thoughts, and, uh, until our next podcast, so, um... We will be back in just briefly. A second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just a second. All right. Yep, we're back. And,
1: yeah, we're back. Yeah. Spirations and I have sometimes. a major announcement uh, to make uh, uh, not regarding the site or any changes that we're doing or, or videos that we're posting up or anything like that. Finally. There's a birthday announcement that we need Bum, to make. <laughs> um, our, be- Bum, our beloved editor in chief. Um, You matched your IQ today, um, I think. You're 24.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm
1: 24. I I always set you up good. Yes. All right. So, I wanted, uh, on behalf of the rest of the staff and Sam, uh, who was trying vehemently to join us here today uh, because she wanted to give her your special. Uh, I think a one-finger birthday salute, I think. (laughs) But uh, uh, we all want to wish you the happiest of birthdays, my friend. And uh, uh, as our editor-in-chief, we appreciate all the stuff that you do for us. So thank you and happy birthday, my friend.
0: Thank you. That's very nice. Happy birthday to you. Don't you dare, Chris. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Chris,
2: just don't pop out of a cake. (laughs) With a bikini top on or something. Oh, scary. Sounds
1: sounds like my style. (laughs) You know what? If that's the case, I'll buy the (laughs)
2: Lancer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a win win situation for me. Let's start to to use it.
0: Just remember that. um, can, uh, Cut the our, cake. Cut the
1: cake. Cut the cake.
0: <laughs> you can download our podcast uh, from our directly from our site, or listen to it. Of course, it's uh, www. com. Um, you can uh, either find the latest podcast on the front page in the bottom right hand corner, or you can um, find it on our podcast page. Uh, we are also um, in the process of trying and to do uh, some video. soon will be soon iTunes. Yes, soon on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll have the turnaround time. And we're actually still uh, also, what on about editing our other ones, So please be patient with us. And okay. at Twitter, just follow
1: us on Twitter if you have any questions. Um, we're uh, at GameSource. Uh, Facebook is just GameSource as well. Our YouTube channel, which has all the great videos we've done over the past year, at yourgamesource.com. Um, and also, email us with any questions at yourgamesource.yahoo.com.
2: I bet no one can email us a question that I won't be able to answer. There you go. I'll
0: forward, yeah. it, to, uh, forward it to Chris. Yeah. That sounds like a challenge.
1: Send
2: me a question, and if I can't answer it, then there might be a, a special prize in it for you.
1: You might get requests for us to sing happy birthday to,
2: Nick. <laughs> or to anybody. To jump out of cake. There you oh, go. the joy. <laughs> Or we'll send Nick and a cake for you. <laughs> and but just to throw this out there, I'm also going to be making some videos, uh, personal videos of uh, gameplay that I'm going to be doing for Gears of War 3 once it comes out. So if you guys just check out my blog on uh mm. Also, our YouTube page will have them as well.
0: I'm so glad you finished that, What? I'm so glad you finished that sentence with that you were going to be playing oh. Gears of War and, pers- <laughs> and did not stop at personal videos <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well you're the one who thought of it that way so we'll <laughs> just leave it up. At- you know what 22-year-old humor, humor. it's 1130
0: and I do not have a good enough co- comeback for you because I am just too tired <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh, uh, before we go just you know Want to thank everybody out there for listening, and uh, again, I want to thank Corey for uh, being so patient and joining us tonight on the podcast.
2: Thank, uh, you, thank
1: Corey, you for having
2: me. Hope you enjoy <laughs> your first podcast because uh, it's just going to get better or worse depending on your stance from here. So uh, I
3: really everyone, enjoyed it. So
0: everyone, until uh, next week when we do our next podcast. Have a good evening on voyage. Enjoy Gears of War
1: 3, everybody. Enjoy Gears of War 3. Play it before
2: it gets old. All
0: right, remember, check us out on com. And, uh, hey, send us an email if you're interested in being on the podcast. All right, good night, everybody.